Welcome to Shoot the Breeze, a series on a podcast that celebrates the messiness of life, relationships, and Christianity, featuring my wife Lacey and myself, Nathan. It's creatively titled because it will be just us shooting the breeze, uh, sometimes with guests, while occasionally saying something important. We hope you enjoy. I was thinking about, as we were doing our testing, Yeah. about casual conversation and just like how there's like these social requirements when you come upon a person or right you know you hello how are you i am doing fine thank you to be or to be fair i feel like you're already assuming something that you're gonna do it no that everyone is aware of these social uh norms most people are most people are like you just learn to say i'm fine or i'm good or I, uh, doing well. <clears throat> speaking, speaking of social norms. Yeah. Um, someone texted me this week. Uh, something, you know, serious. Something that was on their heart, mm. but I didn't have their That's number. Painful. And the first, the first thing out of my via text was not empathy, right? Like, I'm so sorry. Hey, I'll be praying for you. It was because I didn't have this person's number, but right. I. Right. You're I like hyper focusing. Like, I was like 99% sure I knew who it was. Well, then. But I was like, who is this? I know it's painful. I at least play the game, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Well, and and hold on, I'm. I was just informed how unaware I was at a certain uh, event that we went to. Oh. And I, I was saying. Get into that. No, that's fine. I was saying things and stuff, but then everyone, apparently, all my friends are like, "Yeah, Nate, you shouldn't have done that." And I'm like, I didn't. Yeah, it went. It went, everybody know. knew but you Everyone that you knew. should have stopped. Nobody told me. Nobody informed me of no, these I things. No, I was thinking more along the lines of, like, social, like, with strangers. Like, being right. social with strangers. Like, I do that thing, and it's gotten worse. I'm going to bring them up again my, with my braces. It's oh gotten worse. <laughs> Which, by the way, they are still painful, and... It is still hard eating. In case you were worried about me, you should still be worried about me. But um, don't be worried about her. <laughs> no, anyway, so you know when you walk by someone and you're like, I yeah. should smile at that person. But then you're like, you don't want to be like a complete creeper and be too, like have too, too big, big of, of a, a smile. <laughs> and then you like chicken out at the last minute and you do one of those like closed lip strain, like constipated smiles. <laughs> and I, I used to be queen of that. Because I'd at the last minute too get self conscious of my teeth, mm-hmm. and so I wouldn't do a full teeth toothy smile. Well, now with my braces, my lip kind of gets stuck a little bit, and so it's like this weird oh, yeah. like. <laughs> it's the emoji. It's the emoji with the grimacing teeth. Yeah, like, and the, <laughs> it just makes it even worse. And oh. so you're like, should I smile at this person? Should I not smile at this person? How much teeth should I show? Should I? So, or should I just, like, pretend like I'm looking at the duck, you know? And what if you're not, a, what if you're somewhere where there's no ducks? You can look at, like, a shopping cart and be like, oh, look at that fit. You know, you kind of, like, have another <laughs> scenario you go for. Oh, my word. But I always try to be kind. So, it is, e- I actually feel like socially it's easier if you can say something like, hello, or hi, or excuse me, rather than to just do the weird smiley so thing weird, babe. i don't know you put way too much thought, a lot of thought into, into your social stuff. interactions obviously i don't put enough you, thought in. but you would be shocked <laughs> at the amount of people that actually say to me i saw you <clears throat> i waved at you you didn't wave back well th- hold on i want to defend you here real quick okay Do it. this is a gift that you have is focus you're able to focus on a task at hand uh and accomplish the task at hand because your ability to, um, what is it where you like drown out all other distractions, all other yeah. outside influences, you're able to like hone in on what you're doing. Right, but the problem yeah. with that is people feel like I'm ignoring them on purpose Absolutely. when I'm not. I actually don't. <coughs> right. I don't see them. Well, it's like it's like when you go to the grocery store and people are like waving at you. Yeah. No. Not like you're popular and they want your autograph but like, like just, everybody waves just, everybody stops like I just a had that and image. they turn towards me and they all wave in unison <laughs> no i just had that image in my head where it's like oh lacy lacy click 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 there's like music going no but you're like you're you're singular 
your singular focus is milk, 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 Yeah, or milk. whatever it is. Gotta get milk, milk, eggs, eggs, eggs. Yeah, I'm not thinking about people around me. No. Could, could, could care less. Well, it's not that I don't care. I just don't think about it. I'm not thinking along those lines unless, you know, I'm feeling like I need to smile. Then I'm way overthinking. Right. Yeah. Anyway, welcome. Hey. Welcome to <laughs> Shoot the Breeze. Hey, guys. This is Shoot the Breeze. Mm-hmm. I am Nathan. My wife Lacey's back. Yeah, which if you haven't guessed, this is a podcast in which we kind of talk about it's not, kinda like, not a lot of things. Kind of like Seinfeld. <laughs> and a lot of things. What is it? It's like Seinfeld. You can't compare us to Seinfeld. That I, I take offense at that, and I'm part of this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys already heard the, the intro, so you know what we do. Mm-hmm. This is what we do. This is what you pay for. Right. You right. get what you pay for. Right. So today we're going to be talking about blessings in our life. Right? Things that have blessed us or... Yeah, hold on. I need to bring attention to that big rumbling sound that you guys hear. Do they really hear it, though? Yeah, they do. Oh. Here's what's happening. I didn't know our mics were that good. Tomorrow before our... Tomorrow in the city we live in, they're doing an air show. Oh, gosh. So today is training day. So all day today, very similar to our last podcast, is you may be getting rumblings. So I want to say that on the outset. They could also be my stomach because I don't eat anymore. (laughs) Hold on. Because of your braces. Because of my braces, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I felt like we went 30 seconds without mentioning your braces, so we should should probably correct that. right? (laughs) Hey, today. um, Which I did have an email somebody sent me. Yeah, do you want to? Yeah, it was from Brittany, and she said to me, I need to tell you. This is her talking. I need to tell you that I work in an orthodontist office and just got my braces off in September. Yeah, that's amazing. Good for you. We actually call your diet the Brace Watchers diet in our office, she said. (laughs) She said that braces are so much harder as an adult and those things that keep you from biting, which are my ortho calls them bite blockers. She calls them bite turbos are miserable. And they are. Let me just interject right now. They're they're terrible. They're the worst part, really. (laughs) <laughs> and she said, also, I'm so excited for you to be living out the stream. Congratulations. You'll be so happy when it's over. And you know what? I, I'm still happy. I'm still pumped. I, it might sound like Hold the on. last few weeks that you I've been the, complaining. You missed the last part. I. She goes, miss you, lady. You look amazing. Well, I wasn't going to say that. That was That's like a personal note. No. Well, that was nice. Of but her. you do look yeah. amazing. Oh, thanks, hon. If you guys aren't He's watching so the video. You can't even look at how amazing Lacey is. Here's my smile. <coughs> okay. Well, <laughs> let's let's keep moving. <laughs> you're gy- you and your gyrating stop jaw. That. Stop saying that. I'm not gonna stop. Okay. So blessings. It. Um, are we Hold gonna on. cover more like you did uh, a, you, listener feedback? Or? Yeah. No, you did a fantastic segue into listener feedback, and then you just like restarted listener feedback. <laughs> you're like. Oh, hey, that reminds me. We've got listener feedback on braces. And then you're like, so what are we doing now? Listener feedback. Yeah, you transitioned perfectly. Well, that was 30 seconds of talking that you didn't need to do. <laughs> Let me guess. You're going to make it up with some braces talk here in a minute, though. Okay, oh, don't oh, worry. Okay, so we also – so that was on – that was on – Brittany responded to Podcast 10 braces. We had several people respond back for – podcast seven on questions when we did questions speaking of which you can still send us questions wow that's a big plane that's a really big one you guys hear that, that sounds one? like a bomb was dropped yeah well i mean we would have a big explosion if a bomb was dropped but that was just the plane that is intense okay well we're gonna try to get through this guys i can do it you're yeah. the one that keeps getting distracted. Um, remember that focus thing we were just talking about <laughs> I'm fine. Guess who doesn't have the gift of focus? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, first uh, person that responded to questions, uh, Molly. She goes, hey, I wanted to tell you guys that I loved your episode for Shoot the Breeze on relationships. It was at, it was on questions, but relationship questions. We get it. Well, you had to correct her? No, thank you, Molly. Nice. Huh? Is that not what you do? No. I listen to several other. No, I listen to several Smooth. other. <laughs> no, I listen to Keep several reading. other podcasts, and they're like, "Hey, thanks, but here's what we meant." Like they correct them. Am I not allowed to correct? Oh, oh there. No. Okay. So 
appreciate uh, this is back to her response and I appreciate uh, hearing your kind responses to those dealing with marriage difficulties and divorce I thought that, that was really cool to see that people who are going through that are reaching out to you guys for advice well thank you Molly and I appreciate it and it's we're honored that people do write in and, and ask us questions and um, hopefully our responses are not just our opinions but we hope that they're spirit led and that right. God is able to meet you guys you know through those responses mm -hmm. so um, well thank you do you want to read the next one yeah um, the next was a response to the same podcast on questions and uh, Christy said ah I miss you guys so much which side note we miss you too Christy <laughs> Um, Y'all continue to crack me up, and I totally needed this. I get one hour of power at home and logged into your podcast. Totally worth it. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm glad so. that this is – our meandering is beneficial. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And encouraging. <laughs> yep. And um, she agreed with me that it is not appropriate to ask a woman about her hair color or if it's natural or non-natural and that it's just not – it's not a good idea, right? And I agree with that. And also... Hold on. I may be a bit aloof when it comes to social norms. And even I know that. Right. So right. don't ask people if they're pregnant, if what mm -hmm. their hair color is natural. And also, this is just a side note um, on behalf of my wife who will never say anything. Please don't come at my wife. And immediately put your fingers in her hair. Can we just not do that as another social you norm? Can we talk about this? It, no, that's why I'm talking about it, because I know you won't. I'm being helpful without you, you are, having to. Because, you know, some of, some of y'all have done it. and <laughs> Oh, I wasn't going to say that. I'm like, I'm like I, I wonder if there's any of our audience members who've... Who's like, yeah, people come up to my hair, too. Well, it's just awkward. You went to more personal. No, because it is awkward <laughs> because people are always up and they're, like, elbow deep in my hair. And then they look at me and go, is it okay if I touch your hair? And I'm not going to say, no, please get your arm out of my hair. I'm not going to say that because then it'll be, I'll feel bad because I don't want to make you feel bad. But just as a side note, just kind of know I don't like it when people touch well, my hair. And I would, you know, and I think a lot I, of people do. Like the other morning at church, I had four people put their hands in my hair. I would say a healthy assumption for anyone is that <laughs> nobody likes that. You know what I think nobody it is though? It. I don't think it's on purpose, honestly, because my daughter is very kinesthetic. And she honestly, she will do something before she's realizing she's doing it. Like, I remember she was little, like probably maybe four years old. And I had just made jello and I put it in the fridge to set. And I said, listen, everybody, I just made jello. As, she as she's looking I mean, at our daughter in I'm the looking eyeballs. At, yeah, I'm looking at them. Going, I just made jello. When you open the fridge, don't poke it. Because I'd always find these huge poke marks in the jello. And, and to Ari, be fair, they're not even they're not even trying to eat it. Ari literally walked over to the refrigerator, opened the jello and poked it and then looked up at me with like Yeah. panicky eyes because she just it was like one fluid motion. Yeah. And I think the hair people are the same way. Like they see the hair, they see the curls, and they just right. go for it and then as they're in my hair they think Oh no. I probably should have asked. And so at that point I'm gonna give you an out. Like I'm not gonna be like I'm not going to be rude. But also, later on, I will think to myself, now my hair is messed up because it has hand grease in it. it the curls look great. And now they're all loose. And, and also, when you recognize that you're elbow deep in my wife's <laughs> hair, don't ask. Just be like, oh, and then remove your arm. Well, and this is just a, this is a PSA for all the curly hair girls out there. We all would like you to know this. When we do our hair and we have it styled curly, it actually doesn't stay curly if you run your fingers through it or if you yank out the curls or if you like go like this, like you kind of like comb it out with your fingers. It destroys or the like curl pattern. Or like massage your head. Yeah, and it looks, like, it looks like this huge frizzy mess, <laughs> right? And so it's like the hair that you thought looked so great two seconds ago now 
You've ruined it for the rest of us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're right. Um, so I thought that Christy, that's for free. Yeah, no. Christy also said that coffee is exciting, especially when you can't have any. Oh, that's sad. Um, oh, and oh, she wrote this when we were having a winter storm. Um, yeah, and we can yeah. move on from that one. That was, but yeah. thank you for your feedback, thank Christy. You, Christy. Um, so yeah, we appreciate yep. the feedback. It's been fun for us to hear about people listening and how they. Um... Oh wait, wait, wait! Can I do one more? She did. She did bring up a point that we had talked about. Okay. Um, within question, she goes. It. She goes. If something in a season is turning into a lifestyle something needs to change no longer a season now becoming an addiction mm. she said she really appreciate that and kind of really kind of honed in on that one and, and i think that's a good good point thank you for right. pointing that out that's a great great highlight christy appreciate that okay so today what i wanted to do is uh <laughs> last what was it last our last one me and you we talked about pets yeah, we don't need to talk about that one. We don't know. So what I thought would be kind of redeem us, uh-huh. hopefully if people are still subscribed, is um, wanted to talk about blessings that we've experienced in our message or our marriage, our message, uh-huh. uh, our marriage. <laughs> this is going to be a teaching on blessing. No, uh, just wanted to tell some stories about some blessings that God's uh, given us. I mean, amidst all of the trauma and tumult of our marriage and life, uh, between my disease, between, you know, the adoptions and, and all of that, and ministry, uh, wanted to give just some, kind of go through a, a list of things that have been a blessing to us and that we are constantly having to remind ourselves with when we do go through a season of difficulty, right? A season right. of and this is this is modeled in the bible that i mean when the lord does something miraculous or something really substantial in someone's life he says i want you to create a memorial here i want you to tell your children and their children of what i've done so that you will remember who i am remember my character right Right, right. and i think that the more we think about the ways the lord has blessed us or met our need or surprised us with good things how that builds our faith and builds our um Wow, these planes. Okay, sorry. So loud. Um, but See? <laughs> builds our ability to um, just know that he's good and that he has yeah. us, right? So, uh, I, I, do you Nathan, remember the first I'm one? Reading, I'm reading Nathan's list that he wrote, which is funny because, honestly, we have so many through the years. Like, we've honestly lived this incredible life of miracles, so this list is in no way exhaustive. And, no. and I will say this. I... Okay, so we have a good friend who's journaled every day for decades and has just so much amazing content. And I wish – I, like, started my journals out young, and I really wish that I would have done that. Hold on. Paraphrase. Yeah. 13-year-old Lacey journals are fantastic. They are pretty good. I should have brought them to read a few little little snippets out of them. Do you remember – hold on. You can recall one. What one? It's the one where you listed out your pants. I think I already talked about that on the show, my stretch pants, and there's a collection and the color and all that. Yeah, that was a... But, I mean, I went through this season where I was really into these books that would end... um, Whoa, guys, there's jets. (laughs) There's so many jets. (laughs) But I would end every entry with, like, this thing from these book series I was reading, like... Yours to the butterflies, or yours to the dew drops. That doesn't or... even make sense. Yeah, so I'd like, right? Dear journal. Yours to the butterflies, Lacey. And I thought it was so clever and so cute. But, you know, I, was, I wasn't I was like 35. I was 10. But, um, <laughs> Which, but as, that would be pretty as time has went on, you know, I've tried to keep a journal. But yeah. honestly, my journal entries got farther and farther apart as my life got a little bit more crazier with kids and so i'd have these whole incredible seasons of life where the lord was just doing incredible things but they were so crazy that i wouldn't actually write any of it down so my encouragement to you is write stuff down write stuff down yeah thank you so much for listening to our podcast this is one of the many resources we make available for free at our website cultivaterelationships.com our resources have helped people grow in their relationship with God and others. Uh, We've seen people set free from uncontrollable anger and paralyzing fear. We've witnessed estranged family members be reunited after working through our freedom booklet. We've helped people build healthy relationship and coping habits through our coaching videos. 
And all of these resources are made available for free because of the generous support of people like you. If you would like to become a partner, please visit cultivaterelationships.com slash support. Now, I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. Yeah. Okay, so the first, do you know what the first one is? Yeah, um, it was the very first marriage conference we went to. Yeah, the, I mean, it was like within a year of getting married. Yeah, we got married and we did not know what we were in for. We knew nothing. Nothing, not at all. And um, so we were struggle busting and someone actually in the church paid for us to go to this marriage conference. Yep. And it was really, it was really fun to get away and go yeah. to this conference and um, we went up to Anchorage. And I feel and like, like part of the marriage conference, we were kind of looking for things like takeaways and they had homework that you could take home to your hotel room for the night but i tell you what we sat through that entire thing i think it was two or three days and the one thing that we took away the one thing honestly that we came back to for years and years and years it's i would probably say that it's the single most influential thing that has saved our marriage yeah it i mean and it was just this little thing they went through yep where they said i want you to Stand up and look your partner in the eyes and say, "Yep, you are not my enemy." Right. And and just kind of this teaching and basically how no matter what you're going through, no matter what argument you're in, no matter yep. what you know conflict you're trying to resolve, that, that other person is not your enemy. That you have a real enemy, mm-hmm. and that when you turn your partner into your enemy, that you are not able to get to the end of the conflict. So right. for years. For years, literally, Nathan and I would be in the heat of something like <laughs> the worst part of an yeah. argument, and we'd look at each other, and it, whether it was in our minds or out loud, we'd say, "You, you are, are not, not my, my enemy. enemy." And it would, yeah. I'd have to remind myself over and over. But honestly, that was it, so it, powerful. Well, and I think it's so powerful because it deals with assumption. Mm-hmm. It deals with the assumption that well, my partner, whoever it is is doing this either on purpose or because they don't care about me or whatever it is, right? Whatever the issue is. But it goes back to the assumption that, no, they are not my enemy. Um, and so it, it kind of goes back to, okay, this is my teammate. If they're not my enemy, they're my teammate. I have to assume the best about them. And also fight against what the enemy is trying right. to do. To right, to properly identify who exactly. the enemy is. Yeah, because it's, a, it's like... Because then you turn into a team against yeah. the actual enemy. Exactly. Instead exactly. of against yep. each other. So yep. that, I mean, that was right early on in our marriage. That was an yep. incredible tool that we received. Um, I would say the, the oftentimes the thing that I feel like my wife is the enemy of, like the like she's my enemy because of this, is often things that she is already struggling with. And so when I'm tempted to believe something, um, I'm learning. I'm literally in the process of learning this, of going, oh, no, that's where they're struggling. Like the enemy is kind of actually giving me a little insight by tempting me to believe this about them, giving me a little insight into what maybe what they're struggling with. And so it's been really helpful for me, honestly. Like when I'm like days when I'm really frustrated at you. Why isn't she doing this? She should be doing this. You know, recognize like, oh, because if I were to speak that stuff over you, that'd be really discouraging right. to you. Right. And so recognize like, oh, 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 oh. So she's struggling with that today. How can I speak the opposite? How can I right. pray for her with those feelings? So anyways, just a little side note. Yeah. So the next thing you put down, I kind of want to thread the needle with a little bit. Um, because there's more to this story, I think. Oh, so much. It's it's a big story. Right. And I, I'm not yeah. going to go too far. But basically, we were in our, um, we, we had, I think maybe our second year of marriage, we had come yeah. back from Minneapolis, or Minnesota, and um, we were trying to find a, a church to call home in yeah. our small town. And there was a lot of drama in different churches, and Nathan did this. Um, I was, like, on a traveling worship band. Yeah, he, like, played drums. Yeah. And so we just kind of, like, rolled with it. Like, you want to play drums here? Sure. You want to play drums here? Sure. sure. And we didn't commit. And we felt the Lord telling us, you need to commit to a church. Like, you just need to commit to mm-hmm. it. And be like, well, this one has this problem, and this one has that oh, problem. Oh, we could always we don't find... like the teaching there. We don't yeah. like the people here. And, you know, we just kind of, yeah. this one's not spirit-filled. This one's too, too spirit-filled. spirit-filled. <laughs> yeah. And so you always have these excuses, right? <laughs> yeah. And so uh, 
eventually the Lord just called us out. Like, you need to choose. And so we chose one. It it was, it was not a, I I will say it was not necessarily even a spiritual choice. It was just one that we were like, we have some connection to this one. We're going to go, we're going to commit here. And, um, at that time we also got involved. We went to the youth pastor and said, Hey, what can, how can we serve you? Yep. And he's like, I don't have anybody for the junior high. And so we're like, okay. I guess. And, um, that honestly, side note, that was incredibly rewarding. But, um, so we get committed at this church and a few months later, uh, Nathan kind of receives word that he was losing his uh, insurance. It was a good, there was a good possibility that I would lose. Right. And uh, we could yeah. fight it, but there would be a lapse of months. And yeah. for um, those of you that don't know, Nathan has a, a disease. Um, he has cystic fibrosis and he needs a lot of medication every month. He needs so a, much medication. Yeah. And it needs <laughs> to be consistent. And if he yeah. doesn't, he will die. Like that's pretty much, you know, he doesn't have a few months to wait for paperwork to get shuffled. Like right. he has to have it. And so we were, we didn't know what to do. And some people from the church found out and they would have cried thinking yeah. about it. It was just so impactful. They started meeting during lunch every day to pray yeah. for us. And then this guy from the church, one of the um, the guys that went to the church, he called us and he goes, I want you to know this, that whatever lapse you have, I will personally pay for coverage yeah. for his medicine. We're not, we're talking tens of thousands of dollars. We're not well, talking a small bill. Yeah. And, um, and he just said, I want you to be able to rest in that peace yeah. that you are covered until this gets taken care of. And so the church body just surrounded us. And it was really, um, I think it was such a, an amazing way to see that our willingness to commit, yeah, even though everything wasn't perfect, was the Lord honored that and rewarded yeah. it through relationship and people that cared about us. And that we had a great experience at that church. We oh, loved yeah. the church. And the only yeah. reason we left is we ended up moving away for about eight years to a different community so yeah that that to me that was such an amazing time in our life yeah so that's been that's always been one where it's like okay god no matter what um possible outcome we know that you have us right we know that you are um you are stewarding us and caring for us no matter what the projected <laughs> the projected future holds we know that you have a plan for us and that you are working and scheming all things for our good right, right? because that's the god we serve um you gotta tell me i totally wore non-waterproof mascara because i had no intention on crying through this but i think i probably <laughs> will i know this is so this is a good one if i have it like running down my face with with that i was gonna say just as a uh, an addendum to that um my monthly medical bills um are upwards of a hundred thousand dollars per month um i have several medications alone that cost uh twenty thousand dollars each uh, more like 30 <laughs> Well, I have one that's like 30, one that's 20, mm-hmm. a couple that are 20. So um, ju- I'm 37, I'm 37, and I'm fairly healthy right now, but it is only because of these God-given medications and God's provision in providing finances for these medications, whether it's through insurance, um, all Program. of that. Programs. Uh, guys, yeah, I mean- I've literally been signed up for programs I never signed up for. Right, like we'll find out that he's having, he can't get a med and the, the pharmaceutical so, people. Well, for, for example, like there's specialty meds for right. cystic fibrosis that um, you can only pay out of pocket or be signed up for grants. I don't know the grants. I don't research all this. So one time I ordered, I had this one med, someone called me and they're like, hey, we have this medication for you. I'm like, oh, uh, no, I'm good because I didn't order it and because I can't afford it. <laughs> well, our copay was going to be a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. So that's not the pay. that's not the cost of the drug. The copay right, right. was that was anywhere right. like we can't do this. Nopers. And so uh, and so they're like they're like well we're well we shipped it. I'm like <laughs> uh, great. Okay, you know like one of those conversations like don't ask don't tell like <laughs> we're not gonna do. Well, it shows up and it says that uh, I had been signed up for this grant to cover it. 
Right. And I called. It was one of those moments where I actually called. I was like, hey, I never signed up for this grant. Like, oh, yeah, it's right here. You signed up. I was like, okay. Right. And we've just, whether it's from that type of thing or just people the Lord connects us with that really kind of show us what we can, what we have access to or help us. I mean, we had a really great um, contact with social services for years that was really attentive to us. And, you know, it can get really overwhelming with all of that, you know, not just the medical needs, but then the paperwork and the (coughs) insurance needs that I've just felt like um, the Lord has really met us there. Yeah. One of the, and one of the things that we always see happen is when one program, one thing, one person is transitioning out, right? It's never like one of those nice transitions. All of a sudden you go to order your medication. They're like, oh, that's no longer covered. You know, which yeah, but it's it's whenever something transitions out, God has always Lined provided something. something well, on and the along way. those lines, I mean, what yeah. we're we're talking about your medical. One of the yeah. huge blessings is um, Nathan has been seen in a clinic in Minneapolis for his entire life. So we're yeah. talking since you were four years old. Yep. And CF clinics are not all the same. And um, if I'll just say this, no, don't. Oh, no, no, just no, just no. one little thing. Nope. Oh, we're just gonna we're gonna celebrate your clinic and <laughs> okay. not say anything else. Right, so, no <laughs> um, his clinic is is very good, and they yeah. know him very well. And I think Love that's my part clinic. of the draw is they know him very well, so they yeah. care. I mean, he has a respiratory therapist that's literally known him since he was four. Her whole career, yeah, she has known him, and she's able to help us. Right? She actually cares, yeah, about him. And um, so <laughs> we. Where was I going with this? I don't know. You're talking about my clinic. Yes. Okay. So even when we were living in Alaska, uh, he would go and be seen at his clinic every three months. Yeah. And that yeah. is expensive to get air Plane tickets there. to Alaska. And yeah. what had happened was the Lord connected us right away when we moved um, to Wasilla with yeah. um, a, wom- a family that's actually been longtime supporters yep. of ours. And Thank she was you, a flight attendant. Yeah. I yeah. know you're going to make me cry. I know. But um, <laughs> she she said, hey, I have these standby tickets. Yeah. And I would love to give them to you to be able to use for your mm-hmm. your uh, appointments. And so we had access to those for years and years eight, and years. It was like eight years. Yeah. Eight, and it years, made yeah. it feasible. Yeah. And then when things got real crazy, they started cutting flights to Alaska. And so standby tickets, didn't, we couldn't use them anymore well, yeah. because we ran the yeah. risk of missing my flights yeah about that time without us doing anything yeah another couple stepped forward and it was it was a transition when we started going moving down to homer correct right and this other couple stepped forward and said hey we have a lot of airline miles and we want to gift them to you to be able to make your flights to your whenever and it was almost the seamless thing that the lord set up for us and i just you know, I'd sit back and look at that and say, God, your your provision is yep. so thorough and good. And, you know, the thing I've noticed through it is that he loves involving people because he loves those relationships, yep. right? He yep. loves it when we're able to do things for each other yep. and to see his body work in that way. And so, you know, as we're talking about just the flights, you guys know who you are, who I'm talking about, but <laughs> you've just done so much for our family. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's always, uh, man, yeah, it's always a blessing. And it's always, again, those seasons where something's transitioning out and resting and trusting that God's going to meet it. Uh, yeah, so they've been providing. Oh, that's down there. Okay. Another one is when Lacey and I were deep. I mean, this is within the first couple of years of our marriage. And we had nowhere. We, had, we knew no one and had really nowhere to go in terms of counseling. And we had a good friend who um, had a connection with a counselor at the church that he worked at and who happened to be <laughs> Scott and Sarah Fricking. And, um, man, just willing to meet with us and work with us on our marriage. Um, and the same friend offered to let us live with them for a yep, while to be yep. able to get situated in yep. the new place. And I remember um, very <coughs> distinctly that Nathan and I had a conversation and. There was two things on the table. One is we could go forward with 
the stream we had of mm -hmm. doing something really specific that was open to us. Yep. Or we could get help for our marriage. Yep. And um, I remember just really turning it over and talking about it and praying about it and feeling like we needed to get help. And, you know, through the years, I've never regretted that once. Nope. And I've, I've noticed that, you know, there's times in our life where we come to these crossroads where we can fight for the things that are important for us, but they yep. cost us something. Yep. And if you're willing to, if you're willing to pay that price, if you're willing to sacrifice that thing, whatever it yeah. is, a dream, a position, a community, whatever it is, yeah. the Lord honors that and it's going to end up better. Yep. And yep. so we ended up uh, moving and really allowing that need to be met. And I've, I've never once regretted and, it. No, and know? we were, I want to be fair to our friend Jonathan, we were immature. <laughs> right. We were so We were immature. really young and really yeah. selfish, and it was a hard, it was so, not an easy thank you, situation for... to live in at that time. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. So thank you for taking us in and being kind to us when we were immature. Um, intro, so we got a, associated with this church, uh, started with counseling, and... Uh, started to serve, started to minister within this church. We ended up being the college, uh, kind of the college ministry, small group directors, pastors, whatever that would be called. And it was through this small group that we were volunteering with, uh, leading, that we were introduced to Lydia. And, uh, whew, can't have long pauses <laughs> wonder where we went. we're well crying <laughs> um that because of cystic fibrosis um i'm unable to i'm unable to have biological children and you're um, you you can't i'm pretty sure after that mess we found in my body last year that i can't either <laughs> we but it was through this college ministry that we um, introduced to Lydia, who was a part of the foster system in Anchorage. And, um, who? So we, we were able to um, adopt her. And yeah. that was really um, an incredible journey. And, you know, I remember very distinctly, we went through a few years of just trying to figure out how we are going to have a family. And the Lord said very distinctly to me that I'm a good dad and that you ask me for good things, that I'm going to give you good things, you know. And he just lined things up in such a way. And yet, yet again, I mean, he used people. He used yeah. those relationships in our life. I so, remember when we had brought Lydia home, we had adopted her, and uh, she came to our home when she was two right mm -hmm. and i remember kind of doing the quick math uh not good at math but i can do one plus one and uh when we had started praying for children it was within uh or that week was that week that she was born it was exa it was exactly um that week that we had started pursuing it and and the lord just lined up that time you know yeah um <laughs> oh God, this is harder than i thought <laughs> um okay so the church we worked at uh volunteered in uh another good friend of ours uh became a good friend of ours uh dave and loray Man, he annoyed me so much because he was always one of those guys who were like, Nate, it'll be good. And, you know, we're going through this infertility stuff. And he's always this, like, Mr. Positivity. And, it, like, to, it was like, it was, a, it was a positivity placed in the Lord. It was a positivity placed in God. So he's not like this, like, uh, dance around, you know, optimistic guy. It was very much a God is good. God is, you know, it'll be good. And he would just bug me because of how his belief, his faith, right? And, you know, man, it was years later. We had, we had 
become full-time missionaries working in Alaska Bible Institute and I realized what God was doing in my heart and all of you know the faith that he was building me to this day like even right now you know I feel like I'm I'm him like I'm like hey it'll be good you know people will come to me and be like oh, it's horrible and I'm like man God's good it'll be good like I, and I realized after the fact I mean years later just the effect that he had on my own soul, even when maybe I wasn't uh, aware of it, right? Like he was speaking to my spirit back then, and now my spirit's like, Nate, it'll be good, nice. you know? So really appreciate him and, and their uh, impact on us and, and development. Our supporters, we've been missionaries now for over eight years. Yeah. And we have had we've had the most faithful supporters super super thankful uh to all the people it's who support incredible. us it's incredible it's incredible you the way guys, the lord has used um so many people, on so many levels so yeah so much in our life just to take care of us in a myriad of different ways and i cannot even express to you the gratitude we have for that um yeah. and that belief in us that yeah. the lord is moving and directing us in the things that we've we have set out to do and yeah. so thank you thank you for um, that. we have the best supporters ever anyone has ever heard of <laughs> ever they're, they're pretty great they're pretty awesome thank you um you know a couple things that okay so one which, time which kind of like kind of yeah. piggybacking on that um yeah. i just want to give a shout out to your brother and his wife yeah. um because we they were they've had several times they've thrown incredibly <coughs> generous generous creative yeah. and um just energetic I feel, like this, <laughs> I feel like this plane is just circling right it, now it is it is <laughs> but they they've they've done things when you've been hospitalized to help support our families oh, i mean yeah. years yeah. ago they did a zumbathon where I, they had I mean, they raised $2,000 from it and yeah. had several hundred people come out in this huge gym they booked and they did like a Zumba thing because they're, they're fitness instructors. Yeah. And um, they have a really great community where they live in Minnesota. And so a few years yeah. later, just this last surgery you had, they, they did a GoFundMe for you and were able Man. to take care of a lot of the expenses from that. And I just... I, you know what I love about them is they are really good about using the skills, the talents, and the resources that they have. I'm so jealous of them. They're so good at they it. They really are, and they, they do a great job with oh, it. Oh, man, so um, good, yeah. And so, yeah, we just, yeah. we've just we been blown away by yeah. that as well. I mean, a Zumba-thon, guys. Like, who would have thought? It's Honestly, <laughs> who would have thought? <laughs> so fantastic. Okay, I'm going to maybe wrap up all of my medical stuff real quick because it's like... There's, there's so been, much of it. <clears throat> there's so much of it. But like this one specific one, it, you know, I will say this. Uh, I believe in healing and medicine. And God has not yet healed me, but he's always provided medicine. So, um, you know, there's a, there's that, that healthy faith balance there that I am fully aware that God is the provider and sustainer and uh, he uses doctors and medicine and miracles. Mm -hmm. So I will say that. Um, but man, my machine blew up in Ireland when we were there. Your machine has blown up more so than once. And we've always, it's, it's always, it's gotten, always been away from home. Out. Yeah. It's never at home. Well, it's never at it's, home. No, it's when we're traveling specifically, really specifically overseas. One time it blew up and then it worked. One time it blew up then Lacey had to do therapies by hand. Um, another, oh, this is a huge one. This is actually, I feel like, one of the most, uh, I know for myself, underwhelming and yet most life-changing mm. events of our life. Uh, we had moved to Ireland, and we were originally looking at, like, church planting media, working with youth, and, you know, some of the... You were looking at church planting. <laughs> 
I was never on board you were that never, train. You were never on the bus on that <laughs> no, one? I was like, I was like, it was this like, is a bad idea. It was like the movie Speed. She was trying to get up at every turn. <laughs> um, no, but it, so like some of the, some of the things that we had set up didn't work out. And so we we're in this country, not really knowing what our direction was what we should be doing and so we basically started working with a ministry we were familiar with that was trying to get going at the same time yeah and it was one of those things that at the time it was basically like we can do this to fill our time but when we got back and started obviously working at alaska bible institute and developing curriculum to help people uh, live connected to God and to people, we realized that that transition from just working with media and youth and uh, church planting, you're on the bus, you're going to church plant. Uh, that transition to helping people hear God's voice and helping them live connected to God and others, that's when that happened. Right. Like that was when that transition right. happened. So yeah, we're super incredible. thankful for that time, even though it was really... It was really confusing, wasn't it? Like, it was really one of those seasons where we're like, what? Why are we in, here? Yeah, what's going on? Right. Um, so don't forsake those seasons that God brings. Mm, I got I to gotta say this carefully. The Different per- things than you expected. Perceived <laughs> confusion. Right. Perceived. Because um, he's not an author of confusion. Mm-hmm. But I think in our expectation, we become confused by what we thought he should do. And well, and I think so much, I mean, this, there's an old study, and I think it came out in the 90s called Experiencing God. Do you remember mm, that yeah. one? Yeah, yep. And that one was so impactful, and I've, just, I, I've honestly kind of still reflect on a lot of facets of that study when I get a little lost, because the, the main thing is don't be concerned about, don't be so concerned about what God has for you be concerned about what god is doing yeah and when you yeah. see him moving hop into that yep and that that you know and there's a lot of caveats to that but basically that if god is moving somewhere you're not going to go wrong participating in right. that right. and then when you get confused just jump into where you see him working him moving that's and good. you're going to be led in, in and through that you know yeah so that that's a great confusion blocker or breaker right there yeah that's great um Man, just some our time at ABI, it was four years of basically a petri dish of testing out what this future, this ministry that we're currently working with. Love ABI. That was really sad to give up. I know. We really, it's like the perfect place to raise kids. Our kids loved it there. I loved it there. The kids would, um, like, run around campus at, like, a herd of feral yeah, it children. Wonder- it was fantastic. I mean, it, was, <laughs> it was just a really amazing place. Living yeah. in community, if you've ever lived in a community that is really life-giving, that oh. it's, it's that nothing really compares to it. Right. And that was there. And, and that brings us to our next one, which I love that you have on here, is um, God has always provided housing for us, yeah. which, you know, we didn't buy our first home until um, I, I was uh, 35, you know, yeah. When we got our first home, uh, we'd always lived in um, church housing or uh, divinely provided apartments. My mom's, or, my mom's basement. Yes. <laughs> but time and time yeah. again, as the Lord called us out into face, he would provide a home for us. And I'm not going to say, I mean, that has been a huge struggle for me to believe that. I mean, I, I always like to make plans. Like, I remember one time scheming with you how we could, like, live in the van and shower at the church. And, you know, back when we <laughs> yeah. were younger because we were, like, our housing was yeah. getting um, shaken up and we weren't yeah. sure what we were going to do. But, you know, God has always provided housing for us. Um, I remember when we were moving into support-based uh, ministry, how one of the biggest gifts we received was someone – told us they were going to provide an apartment for us for a year free All for a year paid yeah. and that really helped us so get things hard. straightened out yeah. um when we moved here to texas we were supposed to be getting this house and 
everything fell through and so we drove into town and we literally did not the, have a well, place I was gonna say, to live the house itself didn't fall through but the time frame in which closing happened fell through yeah so we various, were supposed yeah. to be closing in july and we closed in november if that gives you an idea there and you know it was a myriad of reasons at first yeah. it was their fault and then it was our fault and then it was nobody's fault, fault and it was just like this series of events yeah. right well yeah through it you know we had we drove into town that night we didn't have a place to go and a couple took us in for a few days and then yeah. after that i had made reservations at motel six for i don't know what was gonna happen <laughs> right. right and this other couple um here in town they had some they had a resort a cabin yeah like a camp kind of uh, resort area yeah. out at um, a lake and they let us live there until i mean seriously until things were resolved with our home we lived there yeah. i think it was six to eight weeks i want to say yep and um literally just, every day going well we don't know yet <laughs> we're right, waiting and they were okay <laughs> yeah. with that and totally i just cool think that. about the generosity and the yeah. um the the ability to just give in that way that was yeah that's incredible to me because that is something i think that can really trigger you not having a a home right you know and that for me that's a huge trigger of feeling uncared for and so just yep. the fact that people were willing to give us a home and i mean those are just a few of the stories but you think yeah. about it from the time i mean we didn't buy a house till we were 35 so the time when we got married for 12 years until then you know the lord would just provide housing for us right. and right. it wasn't always perfect i mean the <laughs> apartment that we were given for a year um, I was always afraid Ari was going to fall in the oven because she's a toddler at the time. And it was a very small yep. place. And I and I don't say that to disparage it, but I'm like sometimes God's provision doesn't look like what you imagine it to look like. So, but it doesn't make it not his provision. You know what was nice is we could open our window because oh, it, it was, was on right, the ocean. It was on it, the guys, ocean. Guys, it was on the ocean. Like I don't honestly would the live there. I know. I'm do what I want to do. It was about the ocean. I'm going to yell when it's about the ocean. <laughs> yeah that way <laughs> no it's but like yeah you could open the window and the the like salty oh, air breeze that's oh. so amazing you know so awesome do you one of the houses how lydia used to call the ocean the lotion yeah the lotion <laughs> one of the houses we lived in thankfully we're alive but it, we, remember we had light bulb thursday yeah, all our light bulbs would go out, so we'd have to replace them every Thursday. Every Thursday. We'd have several electricians in there, and they'd be like, I can't touch this thing. It needs to be covered <laughs> by my insurance. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, let's see here. Oh, a couple. Okay, so a few years ago, a couple of years ago, last year. Last year. Man, I it was, it was after. 2019. Yeah, it was after my surgery. Um, this was the darkest, deepest depression I have ever walked through and to the extent that i knew that either circumstances would have to change or god would have to do a miracle in my heart and it wasn't until the faithfulness of my wife and uh her sister and and husband our brother-in-law that uh there's a bit of an intervention for me and through that praying god you have to change my circumstance or you have to change my heart and um there's been that 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 journey has been an incredible journey um but man i remember waking up that next morning um and god had the the only way i can say it is that god had given me a different heart a different mindset uh than what i had gone to bed with and one of the most miraculous times in my right. in my uh, memory. Yeah, um, it was yeah. very much uh, um, not a snap, but a, no, it was a miracle. I mean, it was a miracle right. that you're changing ability yeah. to now. There's to work been stuff. there's been behaviors and mindsets that I've had to mm -hmm. cultivate and develop since then. Um, <clears throat> and I would I was telling Lacey this the other day. I said I'll be I'll be honest. This is <laughs> <laughs> this is my perspective, so you don't have to agree with me. <laughs> but I said the fruit of my relationship with God, my ability to hear his voice has been the clearest in this last year than I would say the entirety of my relationship with him over the last several decades. And I don't know, 
like I said, this is my perspective. She would probably argue with me. I don't know if I would trade the darkness that I had that I had gone through for the miracle and the relationship that I have with my heavenly Father today, as a result of it, because right. um, it brought me uh, to such a place of needing and depending upon Him, um, and I ne I never advocate for. God does horrible things to us so that we'll trust him. I do not advocate for that, and I don't believe it, but I think he can redeem, and he can redeem time right. uh, that the enemy has stolen. And that year, and me giving into the enemy's lies, God has more than made up for that lost time. Um, during that time, oddly enough, <laughs> I was able to finish our book that we published, uh, unlove you can get it at our website or on amazon um but i was able to publish you, the book you didn't hmm? did you i'm trying to remember you didn't get it done until after no it, it was, was it was a couple stopped, it was like, you stopped yeah. and i had to keep telling yeah. you you have to finish this and you're like i don't think i want to finish it i'm like no you have to finish it right. but, but i, I wrote a majority say, of it during that time i will yeah. say um even though we still live on faith. We still live this incredible adventure together of not knowing <laughs> um, yeah. how things are going to come yeah. about. Yeah. I feel the most secure now than I've ever felt in our marriage because yeah. of your utter dependence and trust in the Father. Mm. And I just want to thank you for that because, you know, it's like you think, like, as a wife, you think your security comes from so many things. Like physical things, like a home. She has zero security with me, folks. A good pantry, or you know what I mean. A healthy Health, husband, right? Like whatever those things are that you right. think are your security, and ultimately that's not true. I mean, our security is in the Father, and yeah. and even you know with that, to be able to partner with that and say, in the fact that my husband is so trusting that the lord yeah. is good and he has good things for his family and that even if you don't know like i remember when we were younger i'd tell you things and you just say i don't know what we're gonna do and i'd say i don't want you to say that i want you to <laughs> lie to me lie and to tell me. me it's gonna be all right yeah. you know and so i yeah. made you lie to me for years and now though i know that you don't you're yeah. not faking it no, right not at all you know it's yeah. gonna be all right and yeah. you know guys i just i I feel like we need to end it here, but um, just this encouragement that when you step out into the unknown, when you obey the Father, whatever that thing is he's asking for you to trust him in, yeah. that your life becomes infinitely more rewarding. And it, and it ha you create this ability to go deep in such a way with you, in your relationship with the Lord that that risk that faith if you didn't allow that in your life you wouldn't be able to to have yeah. that depth yeah and so um nathan and i have taken a lot of risks we've taken a lot of risks Oof. and they've never that not all of them have been i was gonna say i think i think <laughs> with risk comes a lot of failure a lot and we've <laughs> we've had a lot of failure but we've also had a lot of reward yeah and um i wouldn't trade that and yeah. so i just I want to pray and I want to thank the Lord for everything that he's done. Amen. And I want to pray over the people listening. Yeah. So Lord God, we just stand right here at this memorial and we acknowledge mm -hmm. that you're a good dad and that you bring good things to your kids. And God, I thank you for just taking such good care of us and for using people in our lives to care for us. Lord, thank you for them. And God, I just want to acknowledge the people that are listening to this and wherever they're at and whatever they're putting their trust in. Lord God, I pray that they may turn their trust over to you and that you may just be able to show them what a good dad you are. Mm. Yes, Jesus. And that ability to just lean into you for their security, for their encouragement, Lord Jesus, for their dreams. God, even the ability to dream that you're going to catch them. Mm -hmm. I just thank you. I thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. Um, I would highly recommend if you guys have not been tuning into the teaching episodes, um, I would like to highlight the last probably like three or four teachings that we've done um, on our podcast and, you know, just dealing with who God is, who you are, and um, just being willing to hear the Holy Spirit's voice. The last several teachings will deeply be be deeply encouraging to you and then also really help you hear the Father's voice for yourself, your family, and your life. So please check those out. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thank you. This has been thoroughly enjoyable and emotional. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I was like mascara probably everywhere right now. No, you're actually good. I think oh, it's yeah? yeah, it's all hey. cried off. <laughs> so funny. Uh, okay. Bye. Bye.